Hello and welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. Many of our listeners are working hard to get to that retirement finish line. Other listeners plan on working maybe part-time in retirement and kind of coasting through maybe the first five or 10 years of retirement, that transition period, and other listeners are already retired. Wherever you're at in your life, we all want to have a comfortable retirement, if at all possible. So the information that we share every week on this podcast is to help you get there, to get you to a place where you have a work-optional lifestyle. Money gives you choices. And for many people, there's no better feeling than knowing, hey, I can retire whenever I want to. I don't need to work anymore. I am comfortable. I have saved enough. I've got to the top of the mountain, so to speak, when it comes to saving my retirement nest egg. I'm there. And so you really then go to work with a different attitude. Whatever you do for a living, it's, hey, I don't need to be here. I don't need this paycheck, however you get paid, to enjoy the rest of my life. That's what a lot of people's goal is, is getting to that point. And on today's episode, due to a request from a listener, we're going to talk about our strategy for those people that enter retirement. How do you invest your money? If you need monthly income from your retirement accounts, how do you do that? How do you invest with a purpose? Do you invest all your money the same? That's the question that a lot of listeners have been asking lately. So today I'm going to share one of our techniques, which is called the bucket strategy. And the great thing about the bucket strategy is it's very simple, but just because it's simple does not mean that it's not sophisticated. So you'll want to tune in to this strategy, this bucket strategy, because it's one of my favorites. But before we get into today's show, I wanted to remind listeners to check out our website, which is retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. That's retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. It's a mouthful saying, but once you get to the website, if you have a question for the podcast, you can submit your question at the bottom of the webpage, ask Greg a question. You can also download free resources such as our 2020 tax planning guide or my retirement secret sauce. You can find those both there on the website and you can even listen to previous episodes right there on our website. So check that out, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. So let's get into today's topic, which is the retirement bucket strategy, which is very popular. There's a lot written about this. And like I said, it's really one of my favorites because it's easy to understand and it just makes sense. So as you're listening along, just imagine there's three buckets on a horizontal piece of paper, bucket number one, bucket number two, and bucket number three. So let's first talk about bucket number one and what it is and what its purpose is. The purpose of bucket number one is what we call your rainy day fund, your emergency fund. Now, how much do you put in your rainy day or emergency fund? For most people, for someone retired, we recommend between six and 12 months of living expenses. So if my living expenses were $5,000 a month, I grab my calculator and I say, okay, $5,000 a month, six months, so six times five is 30,000. So at a minimum, I would wanna have $30,000 in bucket number one as my emergency fund. And then rule of thumb, six to 12 months. So 12 months, 
12 times five is $60,000 that I would then need in my emergency fund. Now the emergency fund is held at a bank. You want to have it something with that's secure. You want it FDIC insurance, or maybe it's at your credit union. The bad news about your emergency fund, given where we are with interest rates in this day and age, you're not going to earn much interest on your emergency fund. So if you use an online bank, you may get a little higher interest rate than you're going to get at your local small bank or credit union. If you are interested in checking out alternatives to what you're currently using, a popular source is bankrate.com. You can check out what interest rates online checking, savings, money markets are paying on that website. So bankrate.com is a great place to find a good place for your emergency fund. So that's bucket number one. Again, it's not like the 80s or 90s for that matter, where you can have a savings account that's earning between five and 10%. It's just not going to happen in this day and age, unfortunately. So the emergency fund, the money's not really there to work for you. It's there in case hey, the furnace goes out. Hey, these unexpected expenses that life always throws us happen. And that might be a new set of tires on your car, furnace, air conditioning system, all kinds of things that are going to pop up like that. And that's why you need a good emergency fund. I have a client that calls it a God only knows fund. Again, you hear rainy day fund, that type of thing. So that is bucket number one. And I will say, I also believe in a strategy that's kind of bucket number 1B, so to speak. And that's for upcoming expenses, like maybe the purchase of a new vehicle. So in other words, let's say you have $30,000 in your emergency fund. You don't want to take the $30,000 and buy a new car with it and deplete your emergency fund altogether when you're retired, because then your emergency fund balance is zero. And if something happens say your furnace goes out, then you're putting money on credit cards. So for upcoming expenses, you may want to have a side account, a side fund, also called a sinking fund, where money is earmarked for upcoming expenses. Maybe it's the upcoming expense is dental work. Maybe it's buying a new vehicle. Maybe it's helping pay for a daughter's wedding. These are all what we call near-term expenses that are significant that we need to kind of plan for. Maybe it's a big vacation, you know, a five or $10,000 vacation. What we recommend is having a side bank account that's outside of your emergency fund that's earmarked for this big expense. Okay, you've got your emergency fund or your near-term expense sinking fund established. Now, the next bucket that we like to call is bucket number two. And let's think of retirement. We always look at retirement as it's cash flow. It's a cash flow issue. So essentially, let's say you are living on X amount of dollars a month. We back off your pension and social security. Let's assume that you're collecting both of those. And let's say you have a $2,000 a month deficit that you need to draw from your retirement accounts $2,000 a month to sustain a comfortable lifestyle in retirement. So in other words, you can't live just on your social security and your pension. You need an extra $2,000 every month to live on. And that's got to come from your retirement accounts, which you had saved and invest your entire life. So what we do is we earmark funds to bucket number two, and assuming you needed $2,000 a month, that's $24,000 a year, we use the rule of thumb of a 4% withdrawal rate. You can Google 4 to 5% or safe withdrawal rate. 
but that's what we use. There's a lot of research behind that as a 4% safe withdrawal rate. So if we needed $2,000 a month on top of our social security and on top of our pension to live every month, we would say, okay, we need to fill up bucket number two with $600,000. Now, I'm not going to get into, do you use the Roth IRA money? Maybe you use the 401k money. That's kind of outside of our discussion today. But let's just say we have Roth IRA funds, so none of the $600,000 is taxable. So we can take a 4% withdrawal from the $600,000 in bucket number two. And the purpose of bucket number two is to produce this 4% withdrawal, this income that we need to live on every month, every year. So we need the income to be reliable and sustainable. You can invest your retirement accounts, of course, however you and your financial advisor decide. The purpose of today's discussion is not to say, hey, you have to invest it this way to produce a 4% withdrawal. But what I will say is, however you decide to invest bucket number two, it needs to be producing income for you. So that's the goal of bucket number two, is to produce a 4% income that you can live on, on top of your social security, on top of your pension. So the job, so to speak, of bucket number two is to produce an income and a monthly income that supports our lifestyle in retirement. So let's talk about some things that might not be a good idea to invest bucket number two in. And that's things that don't produce an income or don't produce much of an income. For example, with COVID that we're going through right now, there's a lot of instruments, a lot of tools out there that are paying very little interest, such as CDs and savings accounts money market funds, that type of thing, maybe short-term bonds. And I know for a lot of people, this is common sense, but if you're taking 4% withdrawal from a bucket, bucket number two, and it's only earning you a half a percent, well, really it's going down every year. So you're depleting your bucket. So at some point, you'll see if you live long enough, you run the risk of running bucket number two out of money. So you've got to be careful how you invest it. And however you invest bucket number two, you need to have some confidence that bucket number two is going to provide that monthly income to sustain your lifestyle throughout your entire retirement for not only you, but maybe for you and your spouse as well, ideally, because you wouldn't want the bucket number two to run dry and then maybe your spouse lives another 10 years. That wouldn't work. So the purpose of bucket number two, the job is to produce a monthly income in our hypothetical example of $2,000 a month. So we need to have some confidence and feel comfortable that we can rely on bucket number two to provide that monthly income for as long as we should need it. I will say, and this is just kind of a side note, when interest rates are low, it's more difficult to provide that income just because interest rates are at record lows right now. You can find a 15-year mortgage for around 2%, two and a quarter percent. I mean, this is like unheard of. So how you invest that money to provide the income that you need in bucket number two is more challenging now than ever before, one might say. Well, at least that's my opinion anyway. So we've talked about bucket number one. That's our emergency fund. We've talked about bucket number two, which is our income bucket to provide the monthly 
monthly income we need to live on. And for some, that might be more than others. In this example, I assumed a retired couple needs an extra $2,000 a month to live on on top of their social security and pension. Now, what do you do if you have money left over? In our example, we needed to put $600,000 in bucket number two to provide that $2,000 a month to live on, which if you grabbed your calculator, that's a 4% withdrawal. Let's say we had a million dollars in our retirement nest egg. What do we do with the extra $400,000? So the extra $400,000 would then go into bucket number three. And with this approach, keep in mind that each bucket has a purpose. Bucket number one, rainy day fund. It's there in case we need it. We hope we never need it, but it's there. It's liquid. It's available. Bucket number two, providing the income that we need every month so we don't have to put things on credit cards or drain our emergency fund just to keep up with our monthly living expenses. And then bucket number three, okay, well, its purpose is going to be different because we've got enough money to live on every month and every year. So we've got money left over. So how should we invest this money? What's the purpose of bucket number three? And so the idea behind bucket number three is you invest it for growth because the money that you're living on in bucket number two may not be enough to always sustain your lifestyle. And what do I mean by that? You've got to keep in mind that the cost of living will go up every single year in retirement. So if you're living on an extra $2,000 a month from bucket number two, that may not be always enough to sustain your lifestyle simply because the cost of living is going to go up and up and up the older you get as the years go on. And so at some point in time, you're going to need maybe to dip into bucket number three simply because the cost of living has gotten so much higher. So we need growth from this bucket. We need growth higher than what the cost of living is going up. So if the cost of living is going up three to 4% a year, we need to invest this money in a way that is going to give us growth higher than the cost of living, the three or 4%. So we would ideally like to get five, six, seven, 8% growth. So we're okay when your property tax goes up, your medical expenses go up, the price of a theater, a movie ticket goes up, the price of an airline ticket goes up, price of a hotel room goes up, the price of insurance seems to always go up. So bucket number three, the point of bucket number three is we're looking for growth from it, again, to keep up with future cost of living increases that are almost certain. And I'm going to give you a couple different examples of costs and how they go up. I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but let's just look back 30 years to 1990 and let's look at some items and what we were paying back then versus today. So I went to USPS.com and I found the price of a stamp in 1990 was 25 cents. Looking here 30 years later in 2020, if you want to buy a forever stamp, it's going to cost you 55 cents. So that has gone up more than 100% in those 30 years. It's doubled. And then I was reading an article online at savingadvice.com. It was called These Photos of 1990s Prices Will Have You Wanting to Travel Back in Time. And it showed a picture of a gallon of gas in 1990 
was 79 cents. Today, we're paying close to, at least in St. Louis, Missouri anyway, we are currently paying close to $2 a gallon. The article then went on to show a picture of a Big Mac that was just over $3 from McDonald's. And then today, if you looked in 2018, they were selling for $5.99 for a Big Mac. Today, they're over $6 for a Big Mac at McDonald's. So those are just a couple examples of prices and how they increase over time. So bucket number three is a crucial element to our retirement plan because we know in the future we're going to be dipping into bucket number three to take care of the increases in the cost of living. So that's important to invest that for growth. You don't need bucket number three to provide an income like you do bucket number two. So we have to invest it differently because the purpose, our expectations for bucket number three are different than our expectations and needs of income and current income from bucket number two. And so that's what's so unique about investing your nest egg in retirement is we like to divide it into buckets and you're giving the different buckets a job, a purpose, right? It seems like before retirement, I asked so many people, well, how are you investing the money that you have in your 401k or your Roth IRAs, whatever the retirement account is? And they say, well, I just want it to grow. Yeah, but what's the purpose? What's the end goal here? I don't know. I just want it to grow. Well, how much do you want it to grow? What's the risk you want to take? So people really don't know. You would be surprised the amount of people that I talk to that have no idea how their 401k is invested even. So for those of us that get to retirement and they want to understand how their money is invested and they need an income off of their retirement accounts in retirement to supplement their lifestyle, this bucket strategy really works well because it makes sense. You're kind of carving off sections of your retirement nest egg and giving them a purpose. And by doing so, you're diversifying your risk. And that's a huge mistake that I see people make is so many people think it's going to be all or nothing. So they think in terms of their entire nest egg and they don't compartmentalize. They think every dollar in their retirement accounts have to be invested the same. And that's just not the case. The beauty of the bucket strategy is it divides the money out based on your goals and based on your needs. So I hope this discussion has been helpful for you. If you have any other questions about the bucket strategy and how it might help you or apply to you, you can reach me at my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. Again, my name is Greg Gonzalez. And I want to remind listeners, check us out every week for the next episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are 
are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart Investor Program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. 